Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 294 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, dude? Well, I just finished mowing the lawn. I know, riveting stuff, right? Okay, why is this brought to the show? I don't know. You asked what was going on. That's what I just did. I just mowed the lawn. Let's just ignore your boring ass lawn story. <laughs> and let's move into me. I have been watching Mask on Tubi. Uh, Mask, the movie with Cher or the cartoon that we all know and love from the toy line? There you go. Oh, okay. So not the movie with Cher Correct. and Sam Elliott. Uh, correct. I see. Okay. Hey, good choice. Dude. The cartoon has been not holding up like I remember. Wow. It's still bringing back those nostalgia feels. So I'm happy sitting there watching through these. Nice. So uh, Scott and T-Bob aren't exactly uh, tickling your fancy? Not really. Not really. (laughs) Did we ever have Scott and T-Bob? Yes, we did. So I was sitting there and I was talking to my coworker about it. I remember having Matt Tracker, obviously. The uh, Blue Nomad car. Uh, yeah, the old uh, Chevy with Hondo McLean. Exactly. And that one yes. was one of my favorite toys back in the day. I always played with that. Yeah, that one was badass, dude. No matter if it was Mask or what it was, I continued to play with that one. I think that was Thundercracker, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong because my memory of Mask is a little foggy. I think that was Thundercracker. That was one of the hardest vehicles to find for us. It really was. I actually remember that, but I remember having it and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. We had Boulder Hill. Yes, we did. What was your favorite vehicle out of all the mask vehicles? Uh, it was the, it was the Nomad. It was the, um. Oh, that was your favorite. Oh dude. Yeah. Cause that even cross, I shouldn't say cross promoted. That even went into other toy lines. Like I would have that car uh, with my Dukes of Hazard or my Knight Rider. Oh, okay. So it cross-promoted into... <laughs> I keep using cross-promotion. It, it went into other toy lines as well. I think mine was Rhino. I loved the big rig. Oh, yeah. Rhino was awesome as well. So would you like to hear a quick story about how I got us Rhino? Uh, yes, please. So we were big collectors of Mask. We loved the toy line, but the problem was Rhino was like... It was either 20 bucks or it was 30 bucks. One or the other. Might have been 20 and dad wouldn't buy it for us because it was too expensive. And every time we went to Toys R Us, we're like, please, please, please. He's like, no, no, no. Cause you know, we ended up getting like an LJN figure, or another mask vehicle that was cheaper. So do you remember we used to be downstairs and from the downstairs area, you could look through that opening that looked into the kitchen and you and I would use a Nerf bat and dad would sit in his chair in his big comfy chair and he would pitch us a Nerf ball and we'd basically have like home run derby and the home run was hitting it through that opening going into the kitchen 
Yep. And mom would get pissed when we'd hit her with the ball when she was trying to cook dinner or something. <laughs> yep. So that was home run derby. And it eventually got insane because the Nerf bats would rip, which we actually liked because when they ripped, we wrapped them some bitches up with duct tape. <laughs> yep. So it actually became kind of a, as you're winding up for your swing and you're throwing your swing forward, it was almost like a whip action where it was a bunch of Nerf packed in this duct tape. <laughs> So it ended up being like a heavy swing and it would knock the crap out of that Nerf ball to the point where like sometimes we'd smack dad with the Nerf ball and get mad or uh, one of us would be behind his chair and try to rob the home run. But if you hit it hard enough with that taped up bat, it was going, you were not catching that ball. Anyway, dad gave me a bet. He said, if you hit this next one through there, now keep in mind, I'm swinging the big heavy duct tape bat. He goes, if you hit this next one through there, I will buy you the Rhino. I was like, wait, are you kidding? He's like, no. If that's what you want, if you hit this next ball out, I will buy you the Rhino. Dude, I have never been more nervous in my young life up to that point (laughs) to hit a home run. Like, everything was on the line, dude. And I don't know if dad had been practicing a curveball, if he had been practicing his... I don't know what he threw me. But that next pitch went through the opening of the kitchen... And, dude, I was like Kirk Gibson celebrating a home run off Dennis Eckersley in game one of the 88 series. Like, <laughs> I'm pumping my fist. I, like, I ran up into the kitchen. I grabbed the ball. I'm, like, yelling. I don't even know if you knew what the hell was going on. But that's how we ended up with Rhino. And the very next day, Dad took me to Toys R Us, or us to Toys R Us, and we got the Rhino. That's how we got it, huh? That's how we got it, because otherwise we weren't getting And, again, I can't remember if it was 20 or 30 bucks, but that's how we got the Rhino. 20 or 30 bucks back in 1980, what was it, 6, 87? Ooh, yeah, it was, yeah, 85 to 87, somewhere in there. Yeah, I can't remember the exact year. Yeah, 20 to 30 bucks back then is like $680 today. <laughs> did you punch that into your 80s calculator or did your 80s papers talk to you and give you the, the inflation amount? Well, 80s papers got shredded, but 80s calculator just came out and it says, uh, what is Texas Instruments? <laughs> I don't, I don't fi- know. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. You, <laughs> do you want me to? No, no. Okay. No. All right. Nobody does. <laughs> well, maybe Ethan, but no. <laughs> but you, dad, what dad would do is dad used to have a curveball with that Nerf ball. And what he would do is he would kind of get his index finger and his thumb and he would pinch the nerf ball and then when he would throw it it would have a breaking action and it would it would either do a slide job or he had it a way where he could also throw a curveball so dad used to always practice his pitches he also had a pitch that started out it was like a two-seamer it would start on the outside and it would break back in so dad was always coming up with new pitches like an actual pitcher for the Nerf game that we would play. That was a lot of fun because we would be hitting it up into the kitchen. We, uh, Mom and Dad had these, um, they were like handmade beads that kind of dangled down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, not don't those, t- not the, not, not, oh. we're keeping it clean this show. Oh, I see. I see. You're talking about the beads that were hanging over. Yeah, because Mom, that was like Mom's crafting thing is she would put beads on strings. Yes. And almost make like curtains. And that's kind of what was in the opening there. But yeah, it was so satisfying when you'd hit that ball and it would hit the curtains. But it was almost like the green monster. 
an effect that when you hit it, it either went through the beads if you hit it hard enough, or sometimes the beads would stop its progress through the opening yep. and it would fall into our hands because we've always played outs. Like one of us would be behind dad. And so there would essentially be like two fielders. Right. right. And let's keep in mind, dad is like maybe five feet away from us as he's throwing this pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes, man, we smack the crap out of dad with that nerf ball. <laughs> when you got a good swing on one, the best was his Ephus pitch. And that's probably what what he should have thrown me to get out of buying us Rhino. Because when he threw the <laughs> Ephus pitch, all you were going to do was pop it up into the ceiling. That's right. all you could do with it. And then it was that old popcorn ceiling. So you'd hit it and it'd bash the ceiling and it would be like snow. Well, the best part it was is you were talking about that bat and how it was just covered in duct tape because we didn't want to get rid of the bat because the bat was awesome. Well, it essentially dangled. Remember, like you'd hold the handle and it would essentially be just like dangling. It was almost like a, a an old school, like cat of nine tails. It had a handle, a chain and a big dangly thing on the end. And that was the sweet spot. Yeah. By day, it was a bat that we used for downstairs. At night, it was used for beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, because, once mom and dad went to bed. Yeah, it was on. <laughs> yeah, it was funny too because we'd fight to get the bat and just smack the hell out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hour to watch TV. Get out of here. Whack. It's my hour with Nintendo. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is the story of how we ended up with the rhino from Mask. Uh, oh, yeah. How'd your lawn mowing go? So I was going to get into that too. So we've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Over the last few weeks about the word influencer and are we influencers and blah, 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 blah. I think we've kind of put that one to bed. So with that said, when I was mowing the lawn, Jeff, would you like to know what I was listening to in my headphones while mowing the lawn? I will give you a hint. It is 80s hair metal era. Uh, White Snake. Oh, you were super close. It was actually Kicks. Oh. From their 88 album, Blow My Fuse. Started it off at track one. I think I made it through track seven and finished up. But if I can use my powers of influencing or being a hype man, as I uh, stated last week, if I can use my powers of being a hype man, if you are looking for a great 80s hair metal album, I highly recommend Kicks Blow My Fuse. Uh, you know, those 80s albums always had kind of a double, what is it called? Double Entendre or Double Entender or what? I don't know how to pronounce it. Double Super Nintendo. Something like that. Yes, thank you. It always meant something else. That's what kind of 80s hair metal was known for. But it's a great album. So if I can use my powers of influencing or being a hype man, if you want to go back and listen to a killer 80s hair metal album, I highly recommend that one. And I might just start doing this weekly. It would actually be kind of cool to do like an 80s hair metal podcast. Where I just like pick an album and that's what I talk about for the entire show. But maybe I'll just kind of roll that into this show. It'll be my like quick moment of influence and I'll just throw an 80s hair metal album at you. What do we call that segment? I don't know. It'll just come out of nowhere. So maybe we call it the RKO or the HKO for hair metal. I don't know. Or the Aquanet Minute. The HMKO, the hair metal <laughs> knockout. I still like the Aquanet Minute. That's actually really good. Aquanet Minute is solid, dude. Let's let's go with that, the Aquanet Minute. And it'll just be me suggesting an 80s hair metal album. I love it. If Thank it... you. And I also would like, before we get into the show, I want to wish Chad Young a extremely happy birthday. It seemed like he had a great birthday, got to do all of his favorite things. And we talked about him last week. An awesome dude, always a positive influence. We love you, Chad. I hope your birthday was so kick-ass. Did you see the uh, power glove that he got, Cake? 
so great. That Dude, was fantastic. His wife is awesome for doing that. That is so cool. Yeah. Chad, happy birthday to you, man. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. We have at least one new design. The other one is still in the hopper. But we do have one new design that's going to be coming at you here shortly. Can't wait for you guys to see that. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the book faces at Fully Posable. Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. If you want to listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean. You can go all the way back to 2016, Episode 1, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Scott, we have a review. Ooh, let's get into that. This one comes in from Willie Wonderful. Gave us sweet five stars, and he said, WCW LJN, please do that. We actually did do WCW LJN style figures, which was the old San Francisco Toy Makers, if I'm if I'm reading it correctly. Yeah. We actually did that, and I can't even tell you where to even begin of where those would be at. I would probably think around 60s to 70s, maybe? Yeah, somewhere in there, maybe, because we started with LJNs, we moved to Hasbro's, I think we went into Galoob's next, then Remco's, and then, man, we've done the Toy Biz line, we've done the Just Toys Bendems, but I think you're right, Jeff, if I was going to ballpark it, 60s, 70s, somewhere in there, maybe, maybe 90s? But it was definitely before 100. I don't think that we went too much past that. Because then we started to kind of redo them a little bit. But yes, we definitely have covered... Maybe in the episode descriptions, it'll say which which toy line we're doing the nostalgia on. Mm-hmm. But we've definitely covered the entire run of those. And we love that line, man. I hope it came across when we were doing those back whenever we did do those. But we absolutely love that line. And there's a lot of guys in there that we only got their only figure ever done. Like Craig Pitbull Pittman. Or actually, let's just even say Bobby Eaton's only had two figures. Yeah. And one of them is the old San Francisco toy makers, the the Harlem heat in different variant colors or the nasty boy. And I'm not saying that those guys had only one figure, but we loved the old San Francisco toy maker, WCW LJNs. Yeah. And that was actually before we knew about the existence of a shark figure that was supposed to come out. It was shown in an ad, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That's right. But I don't think that we knew about it when they, when we did the nostalgia bit. No, no, we ended up finding out about that like two or three years later. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so that is there on Podbean if you want to go back and listen to that. And again, as I said, we love that line. We love the Vader. We love the different stings that they've done. So anyways, yeah, good line, man. And all the shades of Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Very well done. Yes. Uh, thank you for giving us those five stars, Willie. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, we have an omission from last week. God damn it. I know. I always try to go for perfection, and there's always one thing. Maybe two. Sometimes eight. Thank you, Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> eight is enough. <laughs> Chella's figure isn't Haystack Calhoun. It's giant Haystacks. That was an error on my end. I apologize. I should have just not assumed or whatever I was thinking when I typed into the notes. That was my bad. Oops. Oops. My bad. Honestly, like, I I didn't really know. As far as I knew, anybody with the name Haystacks 
was Haystacks Calhoun. Yeah, that's what I always thought too, dude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like giant Haystacks. Yeah, that's a deep dive. I mean, good on on Chella for putting that figure out. That's amazing. But yeah, anybody with Haystack, like who would have known two Haystacks in the wrestling world? I like giant Haystacks. I know literally nothing about. Great looking figure though. Absolutely great looking figure. I do love what they did with him, but I don't know much about him. Scott, have you done any toy spotting lately? Nope. Scott, have you done any toy spotting lately? <laughs> no, I really haven't, dude. I really have. I'm still on kind of a spending freeze from uh, Vegas. Not that we went crazy in Vegas, but, you know, you come back from vacation. You kind of got to pump the brakes a little bit. So, but no, uh, not really any toy spotting at all. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I know that's not, like, super exciting. I'm talking about mowing the lawn and no toy spotting to offer to kind of counterbalance that. But uh, sorry, guys. I have a funny story, dude. So, uh... Does it involve mowing the lawn? No, I don't know how to mow lawns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like, I have a gardener for that. Uh, right. I, I, Look I at me talking to... to the pores that mow their own lawn. I get frustrated having to pick up the oranges from the orange tree in the backyard. <laughs> Surprised you haven't poisoned it yet. Uh, I'm ready to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, my tag team partner, Randy, uh, who lives in Louisiana, I'm glad you're safe down there, man. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's funny too because mom and dad were like, "Hey, have you heard from Randy?" And I was like, "You know what's funny? I was just about to text him today. I was on my way into work, and mom asked. So, uh, but we want to check in on you." I uh, he messaged me the other day, and he goes, "Hey, do you need a Colonel Mustafa?" And I said, "Actually, I do." And he goes, "Okay, how do we get it to you?" And I was like, "Um." pack it up i'll pay you cost plus shipping and you know that's the way the transaction goes and he goes you damn mint on card collectors <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny because he's so used to sending things loose that he didn't know what to do for mint on card that's hella funny he's like, i've got to find a box and like he put wrapping paper as the uh, protector in there i was like dude this is oh hilarious. that's great what kind of wrapping paper is or is it a surprise uh, I think it's some Christmas stuff, dude. But I think Perfect. it was funny too because when I looked at the picture originally, I was kind of in a rush. So I looked at it, and he had the box kind of laid out, and I was like, "Why is he putting lettuce in there?" And then he's all, "That's green <laughs> wrapping paper." I was all, "That makes more sense." <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, Randy's gonna use lettuce to pack your figure. <laughs> soft, soft green lettuce. So that way, Colonel Mustafa can. Uh, it's got something to snack on. Yeah, something to snack on while he goes through transportation. Yes. And then there was another rookie mistake on my end. So I was in the middle of a fantasy football draft this past Saturday, and my coworker Eric had to drive out to Milpitas? Fremont? No, it's Fremont. So he heads out to Fremont, and he sends me a picture. He goes, hey, do you need anything? Now, I'm in the middle of this fantasy football draft that we're, do we're all live on Zoom. So... I'm trying to pay attention to the pics and I see that Eric had texted and I bring up the picture real quick and I look at it and I was like, no, I'm good, dude. And I put it back and I get back to my zoom draft. So we go through the draft and everything. And then all of a sudden the, dra the draft is done. We make our last picks. We sign off and I go back to Eric's picture. And now this was before Randy had texted me. There was a Colonel Mustafa there that I was like, crap. Oh, dude, Eric could have literally just driven it to work. Yep. There was also a Sheeta 
And I was thinking about getting the Sheeta figure. If I had seen it, if I would have seen it in the picture, I would have told Eric to pick her up for me. Dude. Dude, I totally botched that one, dude. That was a rookie move. Like, that uh, that was green as gold right there, dude. That was rookie wow. mistake. I was in the middle of a draft. I... I don't know what happens to my to me when fantasy football rolls around this time of the year because we all remember what happened at episode 188. <laughs> that was yeah. all due to a fantasy football extravaganza that we were having going on over here. Which is our most downloaded episode ever, by the way, because it was uploaded 16 times. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was eight. <laughs> it actually might have been eight. <laughs> You have a tattoo of seven on your arm. Can we, is there a way to fill that into eight? <laughs> I'll put that on the other arm. <laughs> <laughs> so it says 87 on it? Yes. When you stretch you out go. your, that's a good year. That, that was, a, was year. a great year. Hogan Andre, dude. Yeah, Hogan had a great looking belt that year too. Oh, the most beautiful belt of all time. It's a nice one. Scott, we've got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Gotten what was probably the most surprising news, MLW. They're getting figures. By who? We don't know. I'm saying Hasbro. I'm just kidding. Oh, the speculation begins. There's so many people involved in the wrestling figure community now as far as making figures. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, who knows who's going to get them. I mean, we can rule out Mattel. We can probably rule out Hasbro because MLW is a smaller operation. We can rule out Jazzwares, so those three are gone. Uh, yes, but I mean, you still have Storm. You still have Super 7. Even though they're doing NJPW, they still do the occasional one-off figure like Andre the Giant. So, I mean, Super 7 is a possibility. Although I don't know about the price point for a brand like MLW. but Or it could be a new kid on the block, you know, and we just add another name to the bucket of people that are making wrestling figures now. Well, I mean, like, who else is there? Okay, we ruled out Jazzwares, Hasbro, and Mattel. Mattel, yep. So that leaves Zombie, that leaves Chella, that leaves Boss Fight, that leaves Junk Shop Dog. Oh, Storm, Super 7. Yeah, Storm and Super 7, but I don't think that Boss Fight would take over. That's more of a Lucha a Lucha line, so I don't think uh, Boss Fight would take on MLW. But Jeff, I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest here because I haven't followed it. Who is in MLW? Isn't that Jacob Fatu, the Von Erich brothers? Who else is in there that I might know? Um, Hold on. I It's funny, too, because I was watching it during the pandemic, and I haven't... Because we got rid of Sling TV. I don't, okay. I don't get it anymore. So I'm trying to remember the roster. Okay. Uh, Isn't yeah. there a dude named Tom Lawler or something like that? Is Tom Lawler in there? Okay, I, I honestly, I don't know the roster of MLW. I only saw a poster recently. Uh, one had fought, uh, Jacob Fatu on it. The other one had the Von Erich brothers. And another was Kevin Von Erich's sons. But yeah, I'm not overly familiar with the roster. But look, everybody in the pool, right? Like the more the merrier with wrestling figures now. It's every brand is going to have a figure line. It's man, who's the last man standing that doesn't impact? Like that's crazy. Right. Yeah, you you've got to think Impact is going to have a deal soon. Well, I'm just excited to get the Jacob Fatu figure because he's a West Coast boy out here. He was doing APW. He was traveling up That's and right. down. And so every single time I saw him, I, 
it's funny too because it was like man this guy keeps getting better and better till you get to the point of thinking how hasn't this guy been signed yet by anybody yeah jungle boy was kind of the same way exactly so and then he signs on with mlw when i say he uh jacob fatu signs on with mlw i was like oh finally he's starting to get some recognition that's great because he was just so good yeah so i'm excited whoever gets this license or whoever it is makes a jacob fatu figure also figures toy company is out there but i think court bauer said in a tweet it wasn't figures toy company oh so he rolled out figures toy company as well okay well there's one more off the list of who it could be so time will tell who picks up this line. It'll be really interesting to see who got it. So MLW is getting figures according to Court Bauer. Chella Toys, they announced that Haku will be coming with a crown. They said they listened to the fans and Haku is getting the crown. Scott, what do you think? I think that's great. Like if you had to pick a, an accessory for Haku, I mean, next to kidnapped Matilda... I guess a crown makes the most sense, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. Haku will be coming with a crown. I cannot wait for that King Haku figure to hit Chella site. Also, I don't know who this wrestler is, Scott. I've got to be 100% honest. Big Daddy Easy is getting a figure from Chella Toys. He is a UK-based wrestler that I guess wrestled back in the 70s. I don't know much about him. Wow, they're going almost obscure with that one. I've honestly, like you, I've never heard of Big Daddy Easy. Well, he's getting a Hasbro style figure. You know what? Good on Chella. Maybe they had a bunch of fans reach out to them. Hey, make this guy. And they're making this guy. I think that that's cool. Absolutely. So it got a lot of love. And that made me happy to see is that they got a lot of love on their Twitter from that. Big Daddy Easy will be getting a figure. I love that they're doing big names like Haku and Dynamite Kid. And then they're doing names that are not so big like Giant Haystacks and then Big Daddy Easy. Like that is unpredictable and I love that. Absolutely. So Big Daddy Easy will be getting a figure. And Scott, I talked about this a couple weeks back, but it is starting to happen. Prices are going up on Mattel figures. Mattel elites have gone up. Ultimates are now up to, I believe, $32.99. Uh, elites, I think, are up to $21.99 or $22.99. One of the, I think it's $21.99. Anyways, the price has increased. Yeah, we knew it was coming. This isn't a huge surprise. And look, if you really want them, you're going to buy them anyway. Yeah, it sucks going up a couple of bucks. Does that factor in? Possibly. Well, look, if you're buying full sets, when you start doing the math, six figures in an Elite series... At an extra two bucks a figure, you're only talking 12 bucks total. Well, with California tax, it's like 42 bucks extra. Yes, approximately. Your calculator is on it tonight, dude. Oh, dude, this calculator is fantastic. <laughs> it's one of a kind. 80s calculator knows how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we do need to jump into WWE Elite Series 25. What do you say? Let's do it. Before we get into talking about WWE Elite Series 25, we want everybody to check out Wrestling Figure Database. 
com and follow along with us as we go over WWE Elite Series 25. Over there, you can find basically every single wrestling figure, desk display, little trinkets, I guess you could say. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Also, for WWE Elite Series 25, they actually changed the packaging. So we talked about the packaging before where it was a kind of an elongated white packaging. Now they switched it up to a longer blue packaging. It had the wrestler in the left-hand corner, like a live shot or action shot, I guess you could say, of a wrestler. Like, I'm looking at the animal one right now, and he's just pointing, so that's not really action. That's intimidation, Jeff. Yes, it is, actually. It's Road Warrior Animal. Hell yeah, that was intimidation. (laughs) (laughs) In the bottom part of the packaging, it says Elite Collection. And Anyways, this is where they went to that elongated blue packaging so we're starting off with elite 25 with new packaging and scott why don't you go down the list for elite series 25 mattel wwe elite series 25 it consisted of brodus clay he came with a white hat a chain white pants a brodus clay orange shirt and he was in his black gear next up bruno sammartino and he was packaged with a podium and a Hall of Fame plaque, and he was in his blue trunks. Next up, Dean Ambrose. He was in his black shield gear. Accessories were a handheld video camera and a chair. Next up, Seth Rollins. So you had two-thirds of the shield in this set. Seth was in his black shield gear, and Seth also had the black blonde hair going on. Seth came with a breakaway table and a supersized ladder for accessories. Next up, Sheamus. Typical Sheamus figure. Came with a chain, came with a t-shirt. And last but certainly not least, Sin Cara. He was in his green and gold outfit and was packaged with his entrance cape or jacket accessory. And Jeff, that rounds out large package Mattel Elite Series 25. Do you have any memories of finding any of these figures? Ooh, um, on this one... Super tight budget when these came out. I wanted Seth and Dean so bad. These were their first elites. They were obviously new to the roster. I really wanted these figures, but unfortunately had to pass because we were talking 20 bucks a pop to get two of them. That ate into the grocery bill because money was really tight when these came out. So unfortunately, I had to pass on both. I did see the entire set multiple times, uh, but I passed actually on the entire set. Even the Brodus Clay, if you can believe that. So I had to actually find these ones out in Colorado. I was called out to Colorado to help out in the office out there. And I was out there for about a week, about a week, week and a half. No, I'm sorry. It was a, it was a week. And every night I was going to Toys R Us because I had nothing else to do. It's the winter. Well, that's what you do when you're international. You know, you're going toy spotting. Exactly. So I go to Toys R Us the first night and they had Brodus Clay and that was it. I was like, oh, okay, well, they got the new series of Elite. But I missed out on Bruno San Martino because he was the one I really, really wanted. I go to Toys R Us the following night. Brodus Clay is still there. I go there the next night. And all of a sudden, there is Dean. There's Seth. There's Bruno. There's the whole set. And I just went bonkers, dude. Nice. Did you get all of them? I got Bruno, Dean, and Seth. And then I also picked up some other figures out there. Then came the thought process of like oh crap now i have to get these home without bending the cards ship them i could have done that yes 
<laughs> in hindsight, <laughs> if I could time travel. So anyways, I was like concerned flying home with these figures because I was freaking out. I was like, I'm going to bend the card. How do I get this through even the scanner to make sure a card doesn't bend? I was just freaking out, dude. It was so Yeah, because you were packing a larger package. Uh, that I was. really complicates things. I was. Well, I'm always packing that, but. <laughs> don't be gross, dude. Gosh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Do you want me to Urban Dictionary it? No, I really don't. Oh, okay. Just saying, we're trying to maintain a PG rating here, and you're you're trying to work blue. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> but yet, you drop innuendos. What? I, I, dude. <laughs> Listen, I'm an 80s hair metal fan, but I don't work like those guys do. You understand? Innocence. I was super stoked to see Bruno get a figure. It was such a long time coming, and it was desperately needed for a Bruno figure, and they did him justice with this figure. It was a little weird... That there was a podium and a Hall of Fame plaque. And he's in his wrestling gear? And he's in his wrestling gear. Because <laughs> nobody has ever accepted their Hall of Fame stuff in their wrestling gear. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little weird, but I thought they did the figure justice and I loved it. I was so excited to get it. I'm still happy to have it. I just love the figure. So. Well, you had asked if I had had any memories of collecting this set. The memory I have is obviously passing on them. My one big regret is Bruno, especially considering how many Seth and Deans we got after this. Uh, Bruno, definitely, because I don't think we've gotten another Bruno figure. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was the only one. Check wrestling figure database. There you go. So he is definitely my one big regret from not purchasing out of this set. But it also made made me remember how much product our Walmart used to get. I remember seeing this set at Walmart multiple times and almost every series after this until you and I started complaining about distribution on the show. And maybe that's why we were so pissed off about distribution when it happened. The poor distribution, I should say, because it was so good when elites were at their height, you know, especially for series 25, we had no problem finding these. There were certain names that were harder than others, but you could go to Walmart and find elites on the pegs. And then we hit that dry spell that started right around Harley Hysteria. And I think that's what it, why it drove us so nuts. Because it was never an issue before. This, this set right here, 25, I saw multiple times. I had my chance at Bruno. I passed. I kicked my own self for doing that. Wish I wouldn't have. It's a regret. I wish I could, quote unquote, fill that hole in my collection later. But great, great figure, Jeff. You're right. That Bruno's outstanding. Weird accessories. But... At the end of it, it all made sense. His Hall of Fame stuff, him and his wrestling gear, great figure. I'm going to go down the last sold eBay listings for each one of these figures. These are all mint on card. Brodus Clay, last one sold for Elite Series 25, was August 3rd for $32. Bruno San Martino, last sold, was August 21st for $89. Yeah, there you go. That figures. I pass on him back then. Now I got to pay like five times, four times as much. Which is funny. I only saw that figure one more time, and it was at Dublin Toys R Us after I picked it up in Colorado. That was the only time I ever saw it. Gotcha. Yeah, he's one of my regrets in the Elite line for sure. Dean Ambrose, last sold listing was August 7th for $50. Seth Rollins, last eBay sold listing, August 13th for $45. I did put a note here. 
so somebody sold, and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert looking into next week. There was a Dean and Seth shield figures in this series for Elite Series 25. In next week, you will hear that there was a Roman in Elite Series 26, also in shield gear. I thought this was pretty interesting. All three of those Elites, mint on cards, sold on August 25th for $118. Man, I wonder what that Then Now Forever 3-pack goes for. I'll have to look that up on the last sold listing. Well, these are spectacular because they are the first Elite offerings of Seth, Dean, and in then Series 26, Roman. So, uh, great figures. 118, I think, is fair for all three for their initial Elite figures. Sin Cara last sold eBay listing was actually today for $70. And Scott, the Seamus in Elite Series 25 last sold listing on August 24th, $9.50. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Half off of what he went for originally. That is the lowest we have ever had so far up until now. The lowest priced figure. Wow. Seamus wearing the hat of shame. Or in his case, Seamus wearing the chain of shame. Nine, fi- Dude, that's half of what he cost at retail, like seven or eight years ago. Exactly. Wow. Uh, now, I will admit this. On the card, there was this sticker. It was like a white sticker that was up in the upper right-hand corner. The card seemed to be okay. It wasn't damaged. I don't know if that sticker caused some people to kind of shy away from it, but $9.50 for Seamus. Not everybody wants sticky stuff on their package, dude. Especially the larger package. (laughs) I know what you're going for with this. (laughs) What do you mean, dude? These things had bigger packages than the previous series. And nobody (laughs) likes sticky stuff if they're an MOC collector. I see what you're doing. (laughs) I can read right through you, Scott Tune. (laughs) Innocence, dude. (laughs) Scott, we are going into our next segment. Everybody has a price. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Everybody's got a price. Scott, tonight we are going to play Everybody Has a Price. What this game is, is I will throw some names at Scott. Some wrestling figure names, that is. And Scott has to guess either highest to lowest or lowest to highest, whatever he chooses, the last sold eBay listings. And I know we kind of did that with the Elite's last segment, but we also do it for everybody has a price. None of those figures nor none of the Elite's will be on there. So, Scott, are you ready for everybody has a price? Yes, I have pen and paper. I am excited to play. So what I did, Scott, as a theme for this week is I went with Japanese wrestlers that have wrestled in WWE. Oh, okay. Even if it was one match, they were put down on this list. Sadly, we're not going to talk about Hakushi. Uh, actually, Hakushi has had a figure. The not Sh- a U.S. company, though, right? Not a U.S. company. He was okay. part of the Share Pro line. Yes, okay, got it. I hope you're not going to ask him about Share Pros, dude, because I know nothing about Share Pro values. Well, there is one Share Pro on here. You dick. Well, be prepared. Scott, the first name, Taka Michinoku, Jax, BCA. Uh, is that the Slammers figure? Yes, it was Slammers Series 2 for Taka Michinoku, Jax, BCA. Okay, got it. Second figure, 
Jushin Thunder Liger, very first Storm figure. Not the 8th, not the 12th. The 12th is actually coming in about 12 weeks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Liger Storm. You said the first one, correct? The very first one, yes. Not the 8th. Got it. Next figure, Great Sasuke Sherapro figure. Okay, got it. And the last figure, Shinsuke Nakamura Defining Moments. Okay, got it. So do you want to go highest to lowest or lowest to highest? I'm going to go highest to lowest. Okay. And I'm actually going to put the high one and I'm going to put the low one. And you'll fill in the the gap? Yes, and then I will fill in the gap. I'm going to say the most expensive one is the Jushin Liger Storm Collectibles. I'm going to guess that he sold for... Oof, man, that thing's been going crazy on the values. I'm going to guess 125 Okay. Okay. The cheapest out of all these is the Nakamura Defining Moments. Okay. And I'm going to guess that he sold for uh, 27 bucks. Okay. Now filling in the other two. I'm going to say under Liger for second most expensive is the great Sasuke share pro man. I, I honestly have no idea of values. I'm just going to guess 70 bucks. Okay. And the Taka BCA jacks. I'm going to guess at obviously that would be the third most expensive. I'm going to guess that he went for, and that was mint on card, right? Correct. $37. Okay. So you were very close on values or ranking ranking. Okay. You got the first two right. Okay, so the highest and the lowest I got correct? Uh, No, I'm talking about in your ranking. The first highest and the second highest correct. Oh, okay. So, I'll start off with Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger last sold August 10th for $90. Oh, okay. You got the great Sasuke Share Pro figure correct. Just a little high on the price, though. Last sold... Share Pro, Great Sasuke, 7-Eleven for one Slurpee. I'm just joking. <laughs> for $59.21. Okay. So you were pretty close for not knowing the price of the Share Pro figures. You were pretty close. Good job on that. Yeah, I have no idea. Just based on like scarcity of the figure, you know, if he was readily available to everybody, I no idea. So cool. I was only $11 off. So the next one you said was Taka Michinoku, and that is incorrect. Oh, okay. So it seems like Knack went up a little bit. The third highest was actually Shinsuke Nakamura Defining Moments for $29.99, last sold today. I was close. You were very close. I said 27 on him. That makes me really worry about the value of that Taka Michinoku slammer. (laughs) And the cheapest was the Taka Michinoku Jack Slammer Series 2. Last sold July 29th for $19.99. Wow, 20 bucks. And I think I paid maybe 10 or 11 for him at KB Toys way back in the day. Yep, sounds about right. Wow, okay, I like the assortment, dude. That was great. I just wish we had a Hakushi figure to talk about. Man, these U.S. companies need to step up. Get Hakushi. He was a great looking, he would make a great looking figure. He was, as we say in the biz, toyetic. Well, he did have his share pro figure and it looked fantastic. It is pricey. I'd have to go back and check the eBay listings, but I've been 
eye on that one a couple of times and it definitely goes up in price. Yeah, but I would love to see what Mattel could do with them as an elite or even like Chella in their scale or Zombie maybe picking him up. Just the tattoo work alone and the hat accessory. But Chella did that soft goods for giant haystacks. So that makes me excited that if they got Hakushi, they could do a soft goods jacket, give them the hat accessory since they gave Haku the crown. Man, you're talking a kick-ass looking figure. I think Hakushi would sell well. Oh, absolutely it would. Absolutely it would. Yeah, a lot of fans all over the world waiting for that guy's next figure. Did any of these prices surprise you? Um, the Liger Storm did, actually. It was his first offering from them, and it's an outstanding figure. It was actually a Christmas gift from you to me. I really treasure that one. I figured it was going to be higher because values on those Jushin Liger figures was really spiking there for a while. That's why I guessed 125. So that was the most shocking to me. The Nakamura value does not surprise me. I saw at one point his defining moments was going for like 16 bucks on the card. Right. So that one wasn't overly surprising. But yeah, that Liger Storm, I thought for sure was going to be higher than 90. The Shinsuke Nakamura defining moments figure still surprises me. And maybe because it's been he's been oversaturated, you know, with basics and elites and all that stuff. And Even an Ultimate Edition, yeah. Ultimate Edition. I, it surprises me that this defining moment is only 30 bucks. Yeah, it's an older figure, which traditionally those escalate in value. But I mean, what you're going to pay for him at 29 bucks, that's not even twice what you paid for him at retail. So yeah, it in a lot of people's minds, that figure's a steal right now in the secondary market. So that rounds out everybody has a price. We want everybody to check out wrestlingtoytracker.com. Over there, you can find the carded and loose prices for LJNs. Hasbro's Galoobs, Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. So head on over there if you are collecting any of those toy lines and see if you are getting the fair market value for those. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. And of course, we always started off with our podcasting buddies. Breaker and Bane, of course, have a fun show over there talking about movies, talking about wrestling, talking about video games, talking about toys. They cover the gamut over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's Side Project. You know it's fake, right? And Travis and Breaker do a toy podcast. That's a lot of fun. They did one uh, this week, Scott. It was Cops cops and... Cops and Robbers? I think it was Cops and Robbers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that one was one of those toy lines in the 80s. Blink and you miss it. It was like that Chris Rock joke. Here today, gone today. (laughs) <laughs> like it was gone pretty quickly from the pegs. I only had one figure from it, but it's it's one of those that's coming back and it's not going to surprise me if either A somebody brings back the cartoon, B brings back the toy line, or C brings back both. Much like has been done with He-Man, Cops is one of those ones that kind of flew under the radar in the 80s, but it seems to be getting more love, more mentions, so you know, it's kind of on the clock as to when it comes back. Everything else from the 80s is so again, TB Toycast. Also, heading over to doingthefavor.com. You guys can find the SKUs and UPCs for Elites, Ultimates, all that stuff over at doingthefavor.com. And while you're over there, check out their shows as well. So check out our good friends Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve messaged me the other day. He was at AEW Dynamite and he was like, hey, do you want a CM Punk ringer shirt? And I was like, yes, but no, <laughs> I do. But my drawers are overflowing with wrestling t-shirts as it is. So it's no. okay, Jeff. You can be a mark. 
It's okay. I don't want to be a Mark, Scott. I don't, I don't want to talk to wrestlers and go, I was watching you back in the UWF and you're great. Or when you tagged with the Dingo Warrior. <laughs> who, was, who was that Saturday Night Live? Was that Chris Farley? He was like, hey, <laughs> remember when you did this? That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was totally me with Sting, dude. Oh, it was. You was so great. <laughs> and you know what? I don't regret any of it. Was it embarrassing? Yes, but I don't regret a second of it. <laughs> Steve, thank you for thinking of me. Uh, but also check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also check out our buddies Seth, Sheena, Marco over at the Chick Foley Show. They were talking about SummerSlam and Sheena was talking about how she was trolling everybody about how she um, she said... Becky's pop was louder than CM Punk's. <laughs> <laughs> she was trolling and she said she got like two, like 200 and some odd mentions and people going off on her. It, oh yeah. The mouth breathers are grabbing their pitchforks and their torches. Hey, <laughs> do, hey. do you remember when you put out this Instagram <laughs> post? <laughs> hey, you're being ridiculous. <sighs> hey, Hey. <laughs> Poor Sheena. I know, right? Got to deal with the masses. <laughs> <laughs> the unwashed masses. <laughs> uh, but check out the Chick Foley Show and also check out their Facebook group, Chick Foley Show. Justin, we missed your question this week, but we will get to it next week. Check out Wrestling Cheers. F- to listen about AIW, Justin's going to a lot of their shows, man. He's getting a lot of autographs. He's starting to catch up to me. Ah, uh, yes, for sure. And it seems like he's having a great time at it, too. And that's what it's all about with live wrestling, man. Absolutely. So check out Wrestling Cheers. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Rucker and Marty actually just interviewed SoCal Val this past week on their show. So Very nice. Yeah, so check out Boot to the Face. They are doing some good things over there. They're on Twitch. They're on podcasts. They're doing a bunch of good stuff over there. So, again, Boot to the Face. Also, check out Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair. And, Scott, what's up with Drunk Wrestling History? We skipped an episode this week because of the holiday. So, no episode dropped this past Friday. We will certainly have one this upcoming Friday for you. But you can give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Catch our podcast wherever you catch your other podcasts at. And again, that's drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Wait, no show? No, it's one of those things we kind of decided as a team to not do holiday weeks because it seems every single holiday week that we've done or that we've dropped a show on, it's gotten very few downloads. It's like people are traveling or they got other stuff going on. They're not listening to the show. So we just decided to skip it. Not put any pressure on anybody to download a show. It's just, meh, you know. If you want to listen to an older one, go for it. Otherwise, we'll have one for you next week. Man, you guys skipping weeks over there, man. Hey, we're not trying to uphold a streak over there. <laughs> Cal Ripken, we are not. Ah, gotcha. All right. Also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah, Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does Trivia Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Our artist, and he should be yours too. Go check out his website, Doyle. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. DoyleDraws.com. You can get in touch with Jason. You can check out his amazing selection of artwork. Get in touch with him. Commission some artwork. If he's not your artist, he should be. Look him up. Hit him up. Jason Wolf on DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, 
I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. We are inching towards episode 300. Huge milestone for us to do 300 of anything is insane. So as we inch towards that mark, thank you guys for being along on this crazy ride with us. We hope you're still enjoying the show. We've gotten some good feedback lately from people. And it just honestly, it keeps us humble. It keeps us coming back week after week for you guys. You're the reason we do this show. Thank you for being along on this ride with us. We really, truly appreciate every single one of you. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Very well said, Scott. For episode 294, anything else? Yes, real quick, I just want to say an RIP to Daphne. Um, I will be honest, I didn't watch WCW when she was there. I wasn't watching late 90s WCW really at all. And not watching Impact at all, I didn't see her run an Impact either. But what I did see is the impact that her loss today had on a lot of our listeners. And I just want to send my condolences not only to Daphne's family, but also to the listeners that took this loss hard. I don't know the cause of death officially. I I didn't see it today. I don't want to speculate. But if any of you guys need to talk, Jeff and I are always here. We're just a click away. And some of you have our numbers. We're just a text away. So if you're going through some stuff, there's a lot of outlets. Hit us up. Hit up a friend. Get a hold of somebody if you need some help, man. But uh, I do want to send condolences to Daphne's family and to all of her fans that lost a great one today. So RIP, Daphne. And she was such a bright spot on the end day. And I only know her from wrestling. I never met her at cons. Like you, Scott, I... I, I followed her through TNA. I saw her in WCW, and she was a bright spot in WCW at the end of the run of WCW. So, um, and then I watched her in TNA, and she was always she was always fun to watch. She was always a good character, and yeah, I mean, like you just said, if anybody's going through anything, just hit us up, man. I, we're always here to talk. We're we don't shut up. Actually, that's the only thing. Pretty much, pretty much. It's it's not our only fault, but it's one of them. Yes, exactly. So hit us up if you guys ever need anything. So uh, very well said, Scott. And stay safe, stay healthy, Fig Life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 294, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings